Shalom, shalom. Welcome to our newest podcast episode. I'm your host, Caleb Meal. And Matthew Patton. Yeah, we're going to be talking about what lordship is, according to the Gospel of Matthew today. So I know that can be a bit of a, a bit of a stretching topic, but uh, I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's an important one. And also a, you, another kind of a question with that title, it's like, it's basically trying to figure out what we're going to discuss is just trying to understand what does it mean to follow Jesus? And in this case, understanding Lordship, what does it mean to follow him? What does that look like? So I'm looking forward to discussing this and seeing where the Holy Spirit leads us. So what does it mean to follow Jesus, Matt? Who? Well, well, when you follow someone, you got to actually try to make your life look somewhat like theirs. Mm. Right? Yeah. So if, if we're not doing that, then we're not following him. We're doing mm. our own thing. And there's a problem in that because we're supposed to be following him if we call ourselves Christians. Yep. And that following thing means we do as he did and we do as we see him doing so there has to be sort of a live connection and that's through the holy spirit yeah and and kind of just topping off that uh with the, even though we're talking about things referencing from the gospel of matthew uh i thought of a good um startup from the gospel of john that still relates to what we're talking about um, one thing from uh, John 15, uh, verse 4, uh, he talks, Jesus talks to his disciples a lot about abiding, abiding. Uh, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. So it's, again, it's, it's that, you know, if we, if, what what did look what it looks what does it mean to look like when we're following Jesus? Well, it, everything that Jesus does it should reflect in our lives if we have made Him Lord and King over our lives. And the other thing, uh, going and backing up a bit in the next in the chapter before fifteen, for chapter fourteen, uh, Jesus talks about how you know it, the evidence is how, how much you love me. Uh, in uh, chapter fourteen of John, verse twenty one. Uh, whoever whoever has my commandments and keeps them he it is who uh, excuse me whoever has my commandments keeps them he it is who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him going further down uh in verse 23 if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. And whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but my father's who sent me. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, it, that's, that's the core of it. And if we, if we truly believe in him if we truly follow him we will start to look like him mm. that is 
that is a big that's a big thing and a good chunk of the church has kind of forgotten that that's the goal right um most of western christianity has kind of uh reduced the christian walk to well just don't sin but paul says we were freed for freedom right what does that mean we weren't just freed from sin we were freed in order to be free we were freed in order to in order to do something mm. what is that something mm. well that's we were freed in order to switch our allegiance in order to make jesus lord now in the west that especially in america that makes almost no sense because we don't have lords as such we don't have kings though we don't have, uh, you know princes or anything like that that you you know that 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 figure that you know what it means to pledge allegiance like i uh, you have my sword i li i kneel i uh, i kneel before you kind of thing but at the same time if you think about it we kind of do it just looks different mm. the stars the elites so to speak whether that be a church leader whether that be a political leader whether that be some other form of celebrity these are the ones that we spend our time or perhaps waste our time <laughs> paying attention to right and it's yeah that's pointed isn't it because while it's okay to appreciate somebody's acting somebody's skill on a sports ball field or court it's not okay to m idolize anybody right that the only person who should be idolized is jesus mm -hmm. that's what it means to make him lord so we look in the bible we look in the gospels we look through the pauline epistles and we go what was jesus like what did jesus do i know that trite old wwjd yeah, what would jesus do <laughs> but it's true yeah we need to figure it out and most of us have forgotten right if and we ever knew and because we for and the reason why we've forgotten is because we've replaced something else with him at least that looks you know looks convenient to follow and again i'm not trying to uh, come out come off harsh but we have replaced the head with uh which is christ with something else our mm -hmm. own understanding of how the christian walk uh looks and look where that's lead let look where that's led us to so many divisions so many everyone else has their own opinions about scriptures and beliefs now it's one thing to have your opinions and beliefs that we're not saying that no one should ever have their own opinions and beliefs about things by no it, means it's about it's about now now that we've discussed this now well we we've done what we could to try to figure it out now it's important now we now we need to learn how to take those beliefs take those opinions all together and bring it to the head bring it to the feet of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who knows all.
right? And he will give us that understanding. Because um, again, we, we make this same argument that when when Jesus was on this earth and he chose the um, the 12 disciples, they were all from different backgrounds. Four were in the same field, but again, who knows what their uh, agreements and disagreements were, but they were still from the same field as fishermen. You had a tax collector, uh, you know, the lowest of the low in the sense of the Jewish view, thinking them as traitors, you know, and being with the, uh, uh, um, uh, pledging their allegiance pretty much to the Roman Empire. And uh, then you have a zealot, a murderer, you know, over, you know, and they probably looked at, they looked at themselves as patriots, but again, they did, they, they did some things again, the Jews did not agree with and all that. So uh, you had that, and then you had just other, probably just, you know, random people, nobodies. That, 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 that lower class, if you will. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to use people down when I say nobodies, but you know how people, you know, the overlooked, the overlooked. That's probably the best way to how to describe it. The, the, the marginalized. The marginalized. So <laughs> this, you know, choosing all them and uh, use them to do something incredible. You know, they, they probably had a lot of disagreements. Look, you, you, you definitely, we could see that with, you know, of, you know, uh, you know, P Peter, Simon Peter trying to be the leader and he had, you know, his um, uh, temper and all that, but I'm not, uh, but again, how he, you know, probably puffed himself up a lot. Uh, and then, uh, uh, then you see John and James trying to, you know, hey, put us at the right side of your, of, of your, you know, of your throne and all these other things that they were arguing among themselves. So they had disagreements, but when they, when they put Jesus at the center, then that just faded away. In the sense that it wasn't it wasn't a main concern. Everything would be figured out in time. Mm-hmm. But uh that's where that's where we need to get to that point that when we have the our opinions and beliefs, we need to constantly bring it to the throne. Bring it to him. Absolutely. And he will and he'll make it clear, not on our time, but on his time. We just gotta keep going the journey, overcoming Continuing being led by spirit, showing love to everyone who that comes in, comes into our lives, whether in our workplace or in, you know, or our free time or whatever, or in our in our ministry time, you know, wherever wherever that looks like, we need to constantly just shine his light. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what's that mean? Mm. Because <clears throat> yeah, we we can sit here and spout cliches and yeah. <laughs> and trite phrases all day. Yeah. And the people and you guys that we're trying to reach probably won't understand what we're saying because, well, maybe if you grew up in the church, <laughs> but even that you were just sort of immersed in it. And what does it mean? So what does it mean to shine a light? It means loving on people, mm -hmm. period. And the, and the only way we love on people is because, the only way we can love on people is because we were loved first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it becomes about us. Yeah. And ultimately, that's not love. That's right. something selfish, something self-centered. And we, are, like, it's so difficult to get it straight because we've been so warped toward pride. That's, that's the, 
that's kind of the core issue with humanity. And what you said what sin was, pride. Exactly. And what it is, excuse me. When when we choose to assert our own will, our own way over what God says, then we become Lord of our life. Right. And that can go well for a little while. Again, a lot of people never let never bow the knee. And perhaps they become powerful, become perhaps they become wealthy. So but then what happens when they're finally called to account? <clears throat> what happens when they like the the rich man who had a good a good crop one year decided I'm gonna I'm gonna build some bigger barns and lay up all this stuff for the future and eat, drink, and be merry. That didn't end too well for him, did it? No. He was called to account that night because he refused to take God seriously. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's not make that mistake. Right. right? And, you know, hear our hearts. We're not about fear no. at all. No. All, we're, all we're doing is saying, hey, <laughs> this, was a pro this was a parable that Jesus told. Yeah. We're not saying it's going to happen to you. Turn or burn. Nah. Eh. The point is choose love over pride. Love empties you. Or better yet, for the choose, benefit of others. Or better yet, choose him over pride. Because when you choose him, you choose love over pride. You choose all the righteousness over pride. All these things that are of him instead of sin, which is pride. Um, and and it's, it's amazing how we fit, how we throughout the years we've tried to fit the gospel into our own life, in, in, in the sense of our own schedule, our, our, our own way of living. You know, we, hey, we have this way of living. Well, we'll add God in here. But you read the Gospels, and this, and talking to people who, whether, uh, whether uh, who've you know been in church before, uh, and I'm talking to those who haven't been, you'll see as you read the Gospels, Jesus never, he's all about, all taught about all pretty much everything, just pretty much denying yourself, denying it. Take up your cross daily, because if you don't. And you get down off that cross, which tends to happen at night. It's funny. Um, but when you get down off that cross, you climb onto the throne. It's single fluid action. And when you do that, all of a sudden, Jesus is no longer Lord. You may have confessed him, but the reality shifts. The, the truth of that statement becomes questioned and let me just read that real quick so everyone know, uh, sees that we're not making this up this is in scripture in chapter 10 verse 38 on uh, through 39 and whoever does uh and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it and to be clear life there is not talking about your physical life 
the the Greek word that was used in both of those places was not bios or zoe, it was psyche. Whoever seeks themselves, seeks their own way, mm. will lose it. Mm. Whoever, but however, whoever chooses to seek his way will find their way because it will be, it will be, they'll become one. Mm -hmm. And when they become one, everything shifts because it's no longer about number one. It's no longer the exhausting um, rat race. It's no longer, I gotta do for me. What, what was the thing that Jesus said uh, to that thing about, you know, seeking? Seek and you'll find. Mm -hmm. you know, he's talking about, you know, if you seek me, you will find me. I'm not gonna hide myself uh, all this time, if you if you want to know that I'm here, I will show you myself. Mm -hmm. I, I will in every in in the, probably the most craziest thing, I will show you myself. I'll show you myself through people, maybe uh, through, through my creation, through a uh, a certain event. I will show you myself if you find if you try to find me, because I will show you. I, I want you to find me. I'm not gonna make it a game. I want you to find me. Seek, yeah, seek him, his way, his righteousness, to allude to another scripture. Yeah. Um, and you'll find it. And when you knock, the door will be open. When you ask, you will receive. When your way is his. Mm. When you have so identified yourself with him that your desires are literally his that takes a that takes a lot <laughs> that's a lot of transformation and and you can't get there without emptying yourself because if you're not empty to begin with or if you don't admit that you're empty to begin with Think of the the Pharisee and the tax collector. <clears throat> mm. Another 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 parable. We're going. We're on a we're on a uh, roll here. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, the Pharisee who stood up, puffed out his chest, and said, "I'm ha Lord. I'm thankful that I'm not like this other dude over here. I I." I fast once a week and tithe and da, 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 da. I'm so great, blah, 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 you know. And then you have the tax collector who knows he's broken, who knows that he, he doesn't deserve God's favor, won't even look up to heaven, beats his chest. God. I screw up every day. I am a screw up. I don't deserve your mercy, but please, I need it. So who went home forgiven that day? Not the Pharisee, not the self-righteous one. The one who 
admitted his brokenness, who wasn't blind to himself. And that's, that's the issue with any religious spirit. It will blind you. And that's kind of <clears throat> the, the goal of Ecclesia is to break that spirit off of people. So that people, so that we can just be the body of Christ. Yes. That's a big concept too, but, and we'll, and we'll deal with that, <laughs> but not today. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, you have to come empty. You have to come realizing that you have nothing. Yeah that you are worthy of nothing. And then when the Holy Spirit nudges you to go bless somebody, you can, and you won't make it about you. And you won't be, you won't go around with the mute trumpet going, see how I help this person? That, and because nothing, and the enemy does uh, wants nothing more, and, and again, you know, when you were talking about how this you know goes with all religious you know organizations or all religious you know uh, uh, people and all that, but the enemy does loves it uh, even more when he can get it to you know God's people who are trying to live for him, and then bring plant that seed to thinking, oh hey, look what you're doing, make it about you, you know, very subtly, very subtly. And that's where we we all have to be. And that my point is, we all have to be careful of that, because all of us can fall into that trap. That's why it's so important that we that it ain't it realize coming in and always coming into His presence, empty. You know, saying, you know, I am I am nothing. I'm nothing without you. I am nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of brings us into what was it, point two or three on our on our little outline for the day. Um, <laughs> let's see, I have it here. Um, but yeah, it's... No, that's... We're still on point one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, denying ourselves. Taking up our cross daily. And that, was the, that was the other verse, folks. I, that, that I also wanted to read was from chapter 16. That's when Jesus actually says, uh, right here, he says... That if anyone, and this is verse 24, chapter 16, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. That's the one, that's where I was trying to find. Deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Guys, remember, this is this is before he even went on the cross. So he's also saying this, giving him a picture, this is what's gonna happen to me. And yet they didn't even see that. But the point is, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever who will save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, again, it, our point is that it's never about us. It has never been about us. He always loved. He loves doing this stu uh, stuff for us because he loves us like a good parent. Because he created us, he created with us with the skills that we have, the, the blessings that we have and all that. He loves blessing his children. Um, but again, it's never about 
us or what 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 we get what we do what, how we change people's lives because again everything should be pointing up back to him who gave who's the one uh, who's responsible for the blessings in my life jesus who's responsible for the gifts that i have jesus and ultimately when you to kind of zoom back a little yeah. bit um when you look at how jesus acted how jesus always spoke he was always pointing back to the father yeah the holy spirit points to him he points to the father and it, it's this never-ending love fest and we get to be a part of it <laughs> that's what we were designed for you guys it's really that simple and yeah it's it's not fun it's not easy it's not enjoyable to hear that you can't have your own way because the toddler in us <laughs> the toddler in us no hears that and goes ah! <laughs> right because we want to have our own way especially if we feel like we never have but ultimately when we give up our way and we allow ourselves to be formed in such a way that his way becomes ours then we do get our way because it's his and and then we can serve humanity without that look at what i did for you thing yeah because i mean it's uh, i can't remember the i can't remember the reference but there's another there's another story in the gospels where jesus basically rebuking the pharisees the scribes and pharisees for walking around oh it was about fasting mm -hmm. fasting and tithing you're not supposed to let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so if your right hand is helping somebody out and it should be oh boy should <clears throat> anyway if your right hand is helping somebody out you shouldn't be with your left hand trumpeting it on social media to contextualize for us it's about and part of that is that it doesn't honor the other person when you do that it actually destroys their dignity especially if it's someone who is really hurting in terms of finances to I, you know i've been there and it's i've been I, I've been blessed enough that the that the people who have helped in the past haven't gone around going dur, 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 right, right. because that's embarrassing. That's that will bring shame and create the very cycle that they're trying to destroy. Right. It just doesn't look good in general. It. But yet, that's what the world does. Right. And again, that we can fall into that trap. Even though it's, God was given the glory, we, we tend to figure out how to get, how, can we get some of that glory? Huh? Can we uh, give me some of that? <laughs> give uh, me peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he doesn't yeah. share glory. No. 
or at least not when we demand it. Right. <laughs> he will, and he does, because when we do something well, when we help somebody well, the and the reward actually becomes watching them flourish. Yeah. It's not about other people going, oh, you're so great because you helped them. No. No. <laughs> no, you guys. Perfect example. When we, when we see people, you know, uh, those who are being led by the Spirit to go around to heal people and – and they and they and they hear the testimony of that person that was hurt for a while, whether it be a leg injury or just, me, just some messed up in their back or whatever. And all of a sudden they uh, and that because of the because of the God using His people to go about and heal, and that per individual is healed. Now we get to see that person flourish and see and, and you know jump up and down for joy, knowing that I don't have, see that person doesn't have to deal with any back pain. Or any, 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 or, or I don't have to deal with this uh, cancer anymore. And then they would, see, then we could see, wow, look what God did. Look what mm -hmm. God did for that person. And absolutely, I mean, the Lord. You know, we love the fact the Lord uses us. Don't get us wrong. We, we want, we are, we. There's nothing more exciting and a blessing knowing that, wow, Lord used me to reach this individual. Now that person doesn't have to deal with this anymore. That is, mm -hmm. that's a blessing. You, that, that we can partake in, that God wants us to partake in. And because God is also, he uses that just to show how much joy he has seeing that my, one of my children doesn't have to deal with this pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah. And not being stuck in me 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 <laughs> you know you're, you're uh, working on that haven't you <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah and well i mean i was in choir for eight years so <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Just, yes i've done my share of vocal exercises <laughs> but you know, and along with denying ourselves, coming to God as a child, seeing him as father. That's humbling too, isn't it? Because as a child, think about it. When you were a kid, you didn't come bearing gifts for your parents necessarily you came with open hands going, I need, I want, help me. I don't have it in myself to do whatever needs to be done. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that is how we're supposed to be relating with God. Not as adults. Hey, Hey, buddy, let's go do this together. No, it's God, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> Father, help. Right. Jesus, help. Need provision, need strength, need guidance, need fill in the blank. We bring nothing to the table for God because he quoting, is everything. And just quoting that verse so that way everyone knows what Matthew 18 
verse 3, um, and, uh, and Jesus said, Truly I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is his point when he talks about children. Going on to the next verse. Whoever humbles himself like this child, the child right next to him, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Kind of going back to what we were talking about, you know, denying yourself, being, it's mm -hmm. not about me, 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 me. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's humbling. As a child, you come, they come in humbleness to their parents saying, I, I need, I want, I, I need this. I can't do anything by myself. I need you. Same thing with us. It, going back, it, it really does relate to denying ourselves, being a child, humbling. I got nothing. I can't do anything without you. Please help me. Absolutely. And it's, that offends, doesn't it? Mm. Because we're, especially here in America, we're taught that we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do for ourselves because nobody else is going to. On one hand, yes. On the other, absolutely not. We cannot bring that attitude when we address God. It doesn't work. Plain and simple. And we try. Oh, do we try? <laughs> but we can't. It just doesn't work. And <clears throat> yes, he gives us gifts. Those talents you have. That, um, that provision you have. That's from him. Even if you don't want to admit it. Where did, where did you get your talents? What do you do well? Mm. He put that in you so that you could go and bless others. We get to share the gifts that we receive. And it's in the sharing that we get blessed even more than in the, in the receiving. What right? Jesus said, what Jesus said to his disciples when he sent them out. He said... Uh, you have been given this freely, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. Oh, you've been, you've been, uh, you've been, you've received without, you know, payment. Now give without payment. Give without payment. Don't when you go out and heal. Don't expect to be uh, be paid for this. Um, just like how you know we're witch doctors and all these other healers, they were you know uh, sorcerers. They require payment before they do something like this. Um, no. No, go and heal and and expect nothing. If people offer you a place to stay, well, you know, great, great. you're welcome in their household. <laughs> therefore, they're blessed. Um, but you know, don't ex expect you know, and also don't be a burden to them. As yet again, mm -hmm. it's never about itself. <clears throat> Contribute, do your part. You know, you know, in humility, serve them. Even though you're there serving you, serve them. I mean, you know it, and then you look at Paul. How many, in how many epistles did he go, by the way, I took care of myself while I was with you. Yeah. You guys didn't take care of me. I took care of you. I led you. I blessed you. And now you're 
now you're now now you're listening to liars who are saying that I'm just trying to take advantage of you. How does that make sense? When have I ever done that? And you know, that's that sort of idea is a challenge to the traditional idea of a pastor, isn't it? But then there's also, you don't muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. So it's, there's a balance. There has to be a balance. Now, Paul traveled. He was, uh, you could call him a, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> like his life was on the road. Yeah. He would go and share the word in an area sometimes he'd stay sometimes he wouldn't and part of that depended on the sort of reception he got if people were run, trying to run him out on a rail obviously he's going to go and shake his shake the dust off his feet as he went there's another allusion to that uh, i believe it was the i forget if it was the 12 or the 72 one of the times when Jesus sent out right, right, groups. Right. Right. He's like, go two by two. Don't, if you have sandals, great. If not, don't worry about it. You got a, a walking stick, great. If not, don't worry about it. Don't bring a purse. Don't bring any food with you. Not even a sh uh, clothing. Not even exactly. Clothing. Go as you are. And if people receive you and bless you, in your, in the midst of fulfilling your commission, because a commission is just being sent somewhere, right? Like that, that term has gotten so religiized. <laughs> it's gotten so religiized that we forget that commissioning, you commission an artist to make a painting, right? You're just saying, hey, go do this. That's all a commission is. <laughs> so, and if, as I would, as I was saying, if you are welcomed, if someone welcomes you into their home, great. Extend your peace to them. If they don't, don't make a big deal of it, but shake off the dust from, from that town off your feet and go on your way. And that will not go well for them in the end. But you don't need to worry about it. Right. Just move on. You don't need to make a scene out of it and all that. Just, you know, this is between them and the father. You just, you do what you've been told and that's that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we mentioned sin earlier. That's another, that's another interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but we have a tendency we have a tendency to over religiize what sin is and we tend to over focus on it and ultimately when you do that you're focusing on what you and what you did right mm. and that that breeds a false humility which is ultimately pride because it's about you. 
So one thing, one thing I've found, and why don't we go ahead and read um, that verse from Matthew? Yeah. All right. Uh, verse seven in the same chapter, chapter 18, verse seven of Matthew. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if, uh, and I'll just read to continue reading Nate. And and if you hand if you if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown in the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into into the hell of hell of fire. Okay, was Jesus being literal here? No, he was no. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, he, it, but that illustration does kind of get your attention, for one. It sure does. Sure. So what did he really mean there? Well, he was saying, look, sin matters. Yes. Let's, I came Let's to set clear. you free from sin, from dominion of sin, from its lordship in your life. Because when we choose to go our own way, we become slaves to our own way. You're going to be a slave or a servant no matter what. <laughs> it's just, who are you serving? Right. Paul even explains well, when, we, when we follow Jesus, we are a bondservant. We are a slave to him. We've given mm -hmm. that choice. To, yeah, we've been set free. Now, we've become, now we come to that choice. Okay, I want to follow. In a way, I'm, I'm totally commi committed to him. Which is an extension of how Yahweh told the Hebrews to be, isn't it? They, like you, you look at the, at the blessings and the curses in Deuteronomy, for instance, you look at the, the judges cycle or even the king's cycle for that matter, and they wound up doing the exact same thing over and over and over again because they were never really set free from it. They would be rescued from their, their immediate issues. Sure, they'd turn for maybe a generation, possibly two, maybe not even that long, and then they'd go right back to it. Jesus came to bring freedom from bondage to sin by bonding us to himself. So when we sin, and we're going to, we're going to assert our own way. It's just how it goes. We do that. We're human. That's part of the, part of the deal here. But the point is that we, while we need to confess when we do, we need to admit to someone else when we screw up. We need to ask forgiveness of the Lord and whoever, whoever we harmed in whatever it was that we did. And, you know, first John, right? 
two, eight, and nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if we are truly in Christ, if we are in the light as he is in the light, then it is incumbent on us to confess when we do wrong. Not so that we can beat ourselves over the head about it. Not so that we, you know, wind up crawling over broken glass to Mecca or whatever. What fill in the <laughs> fill in the ascetic um, metaphor that you prefer, um, or the <laughs> or the monks in um, the Holy Grail. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. And even the like the reformers struggled with this. Luther, <laughs> oh Lord, Luther was a mess. <clears throat> but I digress. He, the point is, admit when you do, but don't live there, because if you live in the shame of what you did, you're going to seek to assuage that shame by repeating the shameful act. That's the cycle. Or at least that has been the cycle for me with, with things like porn, for instance. Yep, went there. <laughs> and, or anything else where I find myself doing uh, being more selfish than selfless, more self-centered than loving, for instance. And it's, yeah, you admit that you did something wrong and then you let it go. Because as soon as you receive forgiveness from the Lord, it's as if it never happened. That's what forgiveness is. That's what Jesus' blood does. And that's why we can trust him as a Lord, as our Lord, because he is that good. So that's how we take sin seriously. We don't sit there and bash ourselves or anybody else for that matter. The point is admit it and move on. Do what you can to change the situation so that if the temptation comes again, you have more, more strength in you from him. It's not your strength, <laughs> not my strength. Right. It's his right. that helps you to resist. And also, and the reason why I say, and kind of, I was putting my notes of saying, taking sin seriously, everything, what you say is, is true. It's more what I guess my point was like, you know, how Christians tend to, um, we, we, we tend to, you know, not take certain things seriously because of maybe leading someone else astray. You know, Paul Caspal even addresses that about, you know, uh, if, if, even though you may not have a problem with drinking because maybe you don't get drunk, but maybe that person now that is following Jesus has had an addiction with drinking and then they see you drinking and then they fall into that then you're accountable things like that nature and and instructions are given in scripture to be you know careful cautious always being watchful always being mindful and being you know and it comes to us being humble of when we're going to be told you know we were wrong and mm -hmm. and 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 with the holy spirit conviction uh, and then like you said 
admit it. Okay, we screwed up. Now we repent. We fix this with the help of God. And we move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how we take sin seriously. Yes. We don't sweep it under the rug, and we don't sit there and bash ourselves over the fact that we committed it. Because that's going to happen. It's how we... It's how we relate to it after the fact. What do you do next? You're going to wallow mm -hmm. in it? Or are you going to say, okay, I screwed up, but now I rebuke it. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, who has given me authority, who has given me freedom. So I rebuke you, spirit. I rebuke you, sin. And I, and I, I, lose, and I ask for the, for, the, for the presence of Jesus into my room, wherever I'm at. And, re, and re, I ask Jesus to replace what I've done. Replace this sin with him. Mm -hmm. And we walk in it. We live in it. And and he will and if we and we 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 call upon him, he will hear us. He will answer us. He, he will not abandon us because we sin. And this is me talking, because I, I I will always be I'm always constantly reminded. Every time when I rise, slip back or I fall away, and then I go into his presence in like in like almost in mourning of what I've done. And then when I start praising him and I ask him for his presence. I feel it. I don't always feel, but when I do, I know he's there because, mm -hmm. and, and then he empowers me. He empowers me. I don't empower myself, uh, you know, with my goodness, because I got nothing. I got none of that without him, but he empowers me to, you know, with that love and that salvation, that gift of salvation, that gift of grace, continue to walk out of the room and knowing that I'm, I'm free in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I have been forgiven. Absolutely. And, you know, that's where we, that's, that's part of how we walk in faith. Mm, the next topic. Perfect. You know, and it's, and ultimately it's not our faith. No. <laughs> it's his faithfulness. And we get to be, we get to participate in it. Um, like this week I was, this week we're looking at, Galatians and Philippians in my New Testament survey class. And Galatians says so much about this. Um, and there's a, a bit of a controversy. There's a bit of a controversy about the way that it's phrased, the way Paul phrased um, what we usually term as uh, faith in Christ faith in Jesus the way that it's the way that it's built in Greek it's a little bit ambiguous actually because the the genitive which is typically possessive right um, is actually on the faith so it's somebody's faith or the faith of somebody not faith in somebody is the simplest reading. Hmm. So, and that's not saying that um, whatever faith we appropriate, whatever whatever amount of participation in that we have, is irrelevant because it's not. Because that's the that's the faith that gives you the power to walk away from sin mm. 
to resist mm. the devil and make him flee. Mm. But it's his, not yours. All right. Ultimately. It was because he was faithful to what the father sent him to do. And we get to be in him. So his faithfulness becomes our faithfulness. Right. And as we behold him, we become like him. Mm -hmm. As we spend time with him. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we, because humans are designed, were designed to be to start to be formed by what we spend time with by mm. what we focus on mm. and that that's that's why it's so damaging to our psyche when we sit here and just watch the news right <laughs> Right. Well, anything, anything negative, it just it affects you, brings you down, uh, spiraling downward. It does. And it's so easy to get affected by that. And we we can't do that. That's why in Philippians four, Paul's like, whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is pure, right. whatever is of good report, focus on that. Yeah. In spite, Don't focus on the garbage. In spite of the garbage that's in front of you, you need to focus on it because we still live in this dark world. Things are going to happen. We and it's, this is not telling people don't be aware of things. That's not that's not it. No. But not putting your focus, not putting your all your emotion into this. But then when you hear this, you know where who to turn to to receive you know uh, encouragement, joy, and peace despite of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Again, because he's the one empowering us. It's nothing us. He empowers that in us. And as an aside, what we focus on, we empower. We, when we focus on something, we give it power. And we, um, there's a a passage. I believe it's in the in the Proverbs somewhere. Um, what the what the wicked fears overtakes them but what the but not so with the righteous um yeah i can't remember the can't remember the citation but it, it's there um and so when we when we focus on the in the news instead of going okay that's there I, I need to be aware of stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, <laughs> over it and freak out. Right. Because that's, that doesn't help anybody. Right. That literally helps nobody. And we, and part of what the news does by sort of seeding ideas to us is they're trying to make these things a reality, whether it be the AI is taking over the world. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> or um, global warming. Uh-oh. Uh, uh -oh. 
uh, went there. <laughs> um, but in, in saying... a way, that's kind. Of, and that's in a way that's kind of like what faith is. It's making something in reality, kind of like with uh, with the scripture reference talking about walking in faith. He uh, it was talking about cursing the fig tree. He was saying that. Um, let's see, just starting from uh, where was it? Uh, eight, Twenty-one uh, eighteen. Yes. Um, in the morning, he was returning to the city. He became hungry, and he seen and he was seeing a fig a fig tree by the wayside. He went to it and found nothing on it, uh, but only leaves. There was no fruit on it. Okay, so and he said to it, "May no fruit ever come from you again." And the fig tree withered away at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, "How did the fig tree wither at once?" Again, disciples seeing all that Jesus did, yet they were still marveled. Um, and yeah, and then he said, and then he says, "Truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown to the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith." And this is not the here is this is not name it claim it. <laughs> okay. This is in the context of being fully submitted. Mm. This is in the context of emptying yourself of your own desires. Of becoming completely submitted to him and his desires, his ways. Because then when you have a desire, it will actually be from him. And he wants to, he, he will fulfill his own desires. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, and it's. You know, that's, and that's the piece that the the name it claim it na nab it and blab it whatever what however you want to call them um health and wealth whatever um sorts of preachers miss most of the time because they're so focused on the uh, believe and receive they they miss the what happens before you're believing for something mm. And even in the midst of believing for something, there's no doubt, there's no space for even your own desire. Right, right. Because it's about his. Mm -hmm. And when we're, when we are so, so identified with Jesus, that his desires become ours. Right. Then when we voice his desire, that's that that's the that's the thing we name, right? We're going to see it. It's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the the principle is the same, you no know, whether you're a Christian or not. Actually, that's just a universal principle. And they know that they, you know, know that if they get enough people believing something, that thing will become real. 
So that's why they're always repeating the negative. They're trying to drive that. They're driving the narrative. They're driving the that dark thing that they want to have happen. Whether it be a global catastrophe due to climate change. Right. And I'm not saying that climate change is not real, but I am saying that it is not man-made. <laughs> and I'm also pointing to the fact that we have been able to manipulate the weather for 60 or 70 years now. Yep, going there. Uh-oh. So... Yeah, it's, and we should wrap this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, bringing it back to Jesus, bringing it up, bringing it back to the, the question of lordship. When we empty ourselves, when we deny ourselves, when we come to him as children, as little children, as babies even a baby can't do anything other than cry pee poop and sleep well and eat so that's that's the relationship that jesus is saying we need to have mm. with the father mm -hmm. knowing that on our own we can do nothing Sure, we may have talents, we may have gifts. We do have talents and gifts. But who gave them but to that? Exactly. Who gave it to us and why? Right. Why? Right? Mm -hmm. And our it it's a it's a struggle. It really is. And it's it's easy to lose focus, to um, slip back into the old way. And that's what Paul talks about with the old man, the old Adam. That pride of, well, I know what's best for me and I'm going to do for myself mm -hmm. instead of, Lord, what do you have for me? Right. What would you have me do? And that is a radical change. Mm -hmm. Just like a, just like in the in the same scenarios. Because let's just say, just coming to a job, you you come in in a, in a mission. You know, you don't know anything. I don't have anything, but I, I need things. I, I I want things. And then, as a good parent, they provide they provide for you, and then eventually teach you how to feed yourself. They teach you how to earn a trade or how to work a skill like a, uh, and coming from a man's perspective how a father will take his son and teach him at the trade of the business teach him how to carve wood teach him how to be a mechanic teaching them how to do how to drive a, how to how to uh, sail a boat and all, all, all and drive a car all these things and the mm -hmm. parent gives teaches you this skill and with our heavenly father when we come to him in all meekness and humbleness as a child thing I can do nothing without you. I am not. I am nothing without you. And then, Lord, just you know, uh, that that is true, my son. But here, and my daughter, 
my and now I let me let me fill you up with myself and I can teach you how to how to be how to be of me how to pursue my will how to heal in my name how to prophesy in my name how to do all these things of me as when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because when we seek the kingdom we seek the king um all these things will be added not all at once but every you know day by day it's yeah, a all these all these things that we trip over provision guidance um strength all these things that we worry about we're never ours to worry about anyway i mean he takes care of the birds he clothes the the wildflowers in the field and makes them as beautiful as any gucci dress whatever <laughs> you know and it's it's easy to lose sight of because we're told we're it's drilled into us we're not just told we're repeatedly told yeah in life that it's all about you it's all about how you do and what you do and you gotta you gotta do for you and all this no no it's not no it's you in partnership with the lord right not you being the pilot and saying and every once in a while looking over at the co-pilot going hey how am i doing <laughs> it's jesus is the, is the pilot and you're probably in the back seat somewhere <laughs> Let him drive. You know, the, that old country song. <laughs> Take the wheel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it, for but it real. All, yeah. But it, it all, all joking aside. Yeah. Absolutely. That is, that is what it means to be a Christian. To have Jesus in the, in the driver's seat. To not let yourself get back there. Mm -hmm. to, to stay on the cross to deny yourself, which allows you to take sin seriously in a healthy way. And then walk in faith in that. And with all this leading to our final point, it's then with all that in mind, do as he did. The great commission that we all quote so much, you know, um, go out to all the world, all the world, your neighborhoods, your cities and countries everywhere baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do that I've all, that I've commanded you. All authority has been given to me, and, I'll, and, and now I've given to you. And, and I will be with you in, in everything. I will, I will never leave you, forsake you. I will always be with you to the end of the age. And I, and I like to quote from Mark, like the, just these things that follow it, that when we will heal the sick like he did we will um uh, cast out demons like he did um and the holy spirit comes upon us speaking uh, the tongues um and, and whatever if any illness comes upon you uh it won't it won't harm you you know this is i mean we will do what he what he did mm -hmm. but it all, it all it, but it all starts to you know 
what's the reason of that? It's never for our own agenda. It's always his. It always starts with him. And that's the point. That That is the whole point of this whole discussion. That's hopefully we've given you an understanding of this is the picture of it. But it all comes down to first keeping him, him at the focus and then uh, denying ourselves. The other, the other verse, again, another verse saying, you know, to live is for Christ and to die is gain. Meaning treating mm -hmm. my life as, you know, if I die, I died for the Father. And I get to go be with him. I get to become one with him fully. That's what heaven is. It's not sitting around on clouds with harps singing for eternity. That's boring. Give me a break. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's boring. Like, I'm a musician, I, and that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be thinking that all day, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, uh, uh, I know my wife's watching in the other room and she just laughed. <laughs> she just died laughing. <laughs> anyway, uh. but yeah, it's, it's easy. Well, it's simple, but it's not easy. There you go. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that that simplicity is something that gets lost in religion frankly um, it's a simple reality it's a simple truth and being being a christian is submitting to the lordship of jesus christ it's that simple it's becoming a bond servant to him that's right it's choosing to not assert your own way to pause and go okay lord Here's what I want to do. Is this what you would have me do? Mm. And if the answer is no, then ask him what he would have you do <laughs> and then do it. And that will be a stretching. Oh, will that be a stretching? <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful, a beautifully simple thing. But again, it's not easy because that old man wants to, wants to be on the throne, wants to be in the driver's seat. Wants to take the wheel back. You can't let him. No. And that's where discipline comes in. That's where certain, uh, certain traditions within Christianity have gone the ascetic route. A asceticism just means den physically denying yourself. Mm. Whether that be fasting, whether that be wearing rough clothes, whether that be um, taking a vow of poverty. Uh, I don't believe in that one. But if the Lord leads you in that direction, do it. It, all comes, um, to, it comes back to just Jesus. If Jesus told you to do it, then do, do it. it. Um, but yeah, it's 
So that's what asceticism is. That's what a lot. That's what monks do. And not only Christian monks, Buddhist monks do it too. At least they should. That's what they're taught to do. Anyway. So back to Jesus. Back to Jesus. <laughs> yes. Back to lordship. So it's that canonic, that self-emptying thing. Yes. That I'm not going to assert my way because I recognize that his is better. And it's not a way to avoid responsibility for things either. Mm. So don't hear that either. It what it is is playing by his rules. To use a, a metaphor of a sport or a game. Because even Paul did. The the metaphor of running the race, right? And the, the sports players know that you might win a championship, but then the next year you have to do it again. It fades. It becomes meaningless, ultimately. And that's not saying don't do it, but be aware that in the natural things fade it's just the way it is that's the law of entropy right yeah. but in the kingdom of god the the goal that we're pursuing the the trophy that we're chasing the the crown that we will receive will never fade never fade and that doesn't make sense does it Kind of like with the water, with the illustration with the water, uh, with Jesus when he met the Samaritan woman, uh, that, you know, those who come to this well will be thirsty again, but the water that I give them will never be thirsty. Mm -hmm. And that's almost like, that's, that's nonsense. I, the body needs water and I'm, I can only hold so much water and I need to go back for more. Or like with the water just staying there and not drying up, doesn't make sense. But in his kingdom, it's reality. Mm -hmm. and that's what we live by that is what it means that is at least a small picture if you will not complete <laughs> but a small picture of what it looks like what when it comes making jesus lord lordship making him as lordship and what it looks like to follow him putting him first keeping our focus on him and denying ourselves because when we deny ourselves then we're complete and we put and we replace him with that we're complete again mm -hmm. in the natural it doesn't make sense but in his kingdom nope. but in his kingdom it makes total sense uh and, so, I, and, I, and quick comment before uh just kind of kind of just kind of going back with faith think really think of the miracle of just god creating the heavens and the earth i heard from a teacher saying you know god created the heavens and the earth by faith he's he declared it it was so in the hmm. same in the same way when you know it when his faithfulness you know is in us and we walk by faith and we and we say uh, you know you're healed and or you're delivered it is so not because of us but of him 
Mm-hmm. It's just that it's making faith the reality. So just a quick comment on that. But again, he is the source. And he's the source and the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that is our point. That's the, that is, yeah, that's it. Period. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you guys for uh, tuning in for uh, this uh, podcast. I hope this has blessed you um, and so forth. Uh, we hope to, that you'd uh, uh, reach out to us. We can't, uh, I hope everyone can see this, um, the, our credits. Matt, you can see this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, just making sure. Um, yes, we uh, are. We continue to let you guys know about our, uh, and by, by the way, thanks Matt for making an addition. We hope that for those who are watching on the videos that you guys can see a clear picture of our contact information. <laughs> we wonder, Maybe that's the reason why no one's contacting us. No one can see the darn thing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but hey, thanks to Matt that we uh, uh, that he improved it on it. So yes, our our email information uh, outpouring. Uh, um, my goodness, I can never say that. Underscore right. underscore outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. Uh, my contact information and on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, just Instagram at Caleb. Uh, uh, my goodness. Underscore. Uh, yep. Underscore. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a thing for me. And then, tell, and then for Matthew, Telegram at Matthias. Uh, Matthias? Matt? Yep, Matthias. Matthias76. Almost looks like Matthias to me. And, you know, eh. very... <laughs> and then we're also both on True Social. So if you guys are on True Social, you can you can uh, follow us there. and Yes. Um, and there are our handles. Um, mine is for, mine is actually for my business, but that's okay. Um, and also if you reach out to me on telegram, it'll look like, um, tech freedom, not Matthew Patton, but that it's me. Um, and the music is indie folk background music by Kayla productions. So, so guys, and bef- uh, yes, before we completely wrap, why don't we pray absolutely so lord for any who are listening or will listen um moving forward we we ask that you would be powerfully present and would convict them and convict us for those areas in our own lives where we don't submit Um, make it real to us and we submit today we make you Lord we put you in the driver's seat in in the pilot's chair and we choose to climb onto our cross we ask that you would help us to deny ourselves to truly love those around us to be you to them
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, guys, thank you guys for uh, joining in. Uh, we hope this uh, podcast has blessed you. Continue to stay tuned in for more. Um, we will uh, we will let you guys know uh, in advance of who, uh, if we're going to talk about another topic or another, or if we're going to um, invite somebody else for an interview. But just stay tuned. All right. Shalom, shalom. Take care. God bless.